guys, welcome to a a live episode of the Retail Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, XR, as always, joined by our co-host, Dylan, and a very special guest, the Friday Night Boy. Before we get into all of this, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Uh, we are going to post this after in the, uh, I'll post it tomorrow in our normal podcast feed, so you can listen to it um, as well. Um, so again, thank you all for joining. This is the first time we're doing a live podcast, so I'm really excited to do this and uh, get some questions answered at the end. Um, but introductions from everyone. The Friday Night Boy himself. Bro, how are you doing today? Hey guys, thank you so much for having me on the pod. Uh, I'm a huge fan of XR and Dylan as well. So if I like stutter a little bit, it's because I'm like kind of nervous. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm in the presence no of greatness. Way. I'm in the presence of greatness right now. But yeah, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking. What about you guys? Doing good. Dylan, how have you been, bro? I'm a good man. I've been sick for like the last month and a half, but now I'm better, so... Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you had COVID for a while, didn't you? I had COVID for, I couldn't taste for the last about a month, month and a half. God damn. And then I had COVID for about mm-hmm. a, a solid month, but now I'm finally testing negative. So that's good. Finally. Yeah, it's good. You man. feeling better, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, before we get started with everything, did everyone have a good break? Uh, relaxing break, hopefully? Uh, mine was good. I didn't really do that much because I had COVID, but besides that, it just worked, played some games. Yeah, absolutely. Bought clothes again. Said I was not going to buy clothes, but I bought like three things last week. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my goals this year was to not buy clothes, not buy anything. And then here someone's like, hey, you want to buy this? I'm like, oh, sure. Yeah, I want that. I'm looking for that. It's the way it goes, man. It's the way it goes. <laughs> um, all right, let's just get right into it, guys. Um, so as we said, we have the, we're in the presence of greatness here with the Friday Night Boy on the Retail Therapy Podcast. Man, I think people know you pretty well as the avant-garde fashion guy. And, um, you know, I know people's journey in fashion typically doesn't start with something like avant-garde fashion. Um, so, you know, I guess a good place to start is how did you get your footing in fashion? How did it start? And how did it evolve, evolve into where you are right now? Yeah, man. So uh, I've always been interested in fashion as a kid, I would say, but... I guess around that 2017, 2018, you know, you kind of like grow up and then you start watching a little bit of fashion YouTube. So I learned all what I've learned now through fashion YouTube. I was watching Sanjeev. I was watching Greg Nator. Like I was watching those guys. Mm. And at first I always thought that they were like kind of like whack, you know, because I was a big Jose <laughs> Zuniga, Alpha M. No. Uh, Alpha watcher. M. I what, dude, I was. My I dad. Loved. Jose Zuniga, Alpha M, uh, who else? The menswear uh, guys, right? The menswear guys, exactly. And that's kind of how I feel like everyone starts. Like, they'll learn the basics. Right. And they taught me a lot. They taught me a lot of great things. And then you know how YouTube works, the recommendations. They'll start recommending you stuff. And then you'd see Sanjeev, and I'd be like, what is this guy wearing? Like, there's no yeah. possible way I will wear his yeah. stuff. And then... Look where we're at now. So <laughs> <You're> <laughs> definitely the God, dude. <laughs> weird uh, menswear route and then got into fashion. And then, you know, it kind of a rabbit hole from there. Once you're into those types of creators and you kind of want to dig deeper into the realms of the unknown. And then that's where kind of where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. interesting that you went down the menswear route because I remember as a kid, I was always really into streetwear. And I never went down the menswear rabbit hole as, like, somebody who liked it, like, the tight suits and the skinny jeans and, like, the, mm. you know, like, that look. I was, um, but I, I was very much aware of it. And, like, I saw how many people got into fashion through, through right. like, Alpha M, um, you know, through channels like that. Dylan, did you ever go through something like that or not really? I used to watch him a little bit back in the day when I was like in high school. Yeah. But then his his content started getting like a little bit crazy. He was like, "Say it with your chest out and go in there smelling like a god." And like you put like twenty different colognes on at the same yeah. time. I'm like, oh, "Dude, I can't do that. That's too much." <laughs> I can't even afford that at the time. So, but, but not really. I mean, I don't know. I, I started watching. My main like source of fashion was like really anime, honestly. Mm. Like watching Bleach, watching Naruto, getting different inspirations from that, and then just you know trying to scale it down a little bit to like a minuscule yeah a little like uh monochromatic you know it's my fashion is kind of boring it's not like friday night boy over here where it's you know extravagant but he pulls it <laughs> off so well it's it's insane dude seriously well 
it, it's a good segue into how like you got into avant garde, man. Because you and I started following each other like, um, like around the beginning of the pandemic, I think. And I had yes. I had found you when you had like two that when you had like two hundred followers. I think you might have even had less than that to be honest. And you were posting like. You had like the high waisted trousers with the flares, and you were wearing like Sanji. I actually found you because Sanjeev reposted a fit that you had of one of his early stuff, and I'm like, oh, this this guy knows how to dress. So like, how did you transition from like the menswear into like when I first met you, like the Sanjeev type of '70s rock star look? Yeah, so I think when. I was learning the menswear stuff. Like I was kind of learning how to build a wardrobe like the right way. So, I mean, and I still have my suits. Like, I don't know if you notice like on my reels and stuff, like you see, see the background mm. and I have all my suits. Luckily they still fit. Um, I'm a strong propri proprietor of telling people like, dude, you got to have like at least two or three suits ready. Damn, you, you gotta think have so? a menswear wardrobe. Like, if you go yeah, man. Like what if you have to go to work and, uh, go to like weddings and stuff. I have so many suits and I just keep them around just because you just never know. Yeah. I do um, agree with that actually. That is professional true. Because if I, all my fits was just what I wear now, like what am I going to do? Like right. <laughs> go to uh, some sort of wedding or some sort of interview and I have nothing to wear. So I, I, I mean, at least two or three Wow, for sure. Um, and then kind of transitioning, I guess I would say, just following the footsteps of my uh, wardrobe building, I always say to build up the foundation first. So foundation being the trousers, the pants. I always say build those up first. And that's kind of how I built mine. And I feel like that's kind of like the best route. And honestly, this is just my opinion to build the foundation, trousers, footwear, and then slowly mm. build your way up into like shirts and then coats mm. And stuff like that. So. You don't start at the boots first or shoes first. You start at the trousers. No pants first. Really? Well, yeah. How come? Uh, for me, just for my personal experience, I feel like you can kind of switch up the look with your trouser. Mm -hmm. So let's say I wanted to do like a slimmer look, and I have like three pairs of skinny jeans, and then I could have the same look, same shirt same boots and then change the pants to like a balloon pant and then it would completely just change the look full 360 or i would wear some sort of like slouchy pant so same look same shirt boots same shoes three different looks with three different pants i see that so is I, true actually it's good yeah 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 it's a it, it's a good point because like i feel like a lot of people they think about i gotta i gotta start with the expensive stuff the coats the outerwear but um, I find, too, if you're somebody who's really big into proportions and trying to understand what proportions work best for you, I feel like starting with the pants is a good shout. I mean, if you can have a pair of combat boots, you know, a pair of, like, vintage combat boots and, like, a pair of cowboy boots, you know, you can make so many fits with just those two <laughs> pairs of boots, right? Exactly. And, like, pants with uh, a rise, a good rise, because then you can really then switch it up to where if a pant has a high rise, you could wear it high on the waist lower on the waist, mid-rise, and people are always asking me, yo, why do you care about the rise so much? It's because I'm short, dude. I'm, like, under six foot. I'm not a tower like <laughs> you and X are. So I got to Wait, how like, tall are you? 5'5". Five, five. Oh, really? Holy shit. Wow. Yes. But that's Damn, good. But, but you're 5'5", five, yes. five, bro. But, like, yeah. but like it's <laughs> a good... Um, it shows how good you are managing proportions because when you look on your Instagram, you you appear a lot taller than you are. I was about to say that, yeah. Literally, I thought you were like at least 5'10". Damn, for real. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, How you pull everything off. It's perfect. Thank you. And that, that all goes back to like understanding proportions. And I think, you know, for shorter guys that want to have the appearance of being of feeling tall, you definitely have to go with uh, like a wider, like a uh, more high-rise trouser and more of a crop silhouette on top, if, if, if you agree with that. Of course, yeah, I always say the rule of thirds. I know there's so many videos out there about the rule of thirds, do this, do this, but it makes complete sense. So if anyone doesn't know what that means, it's where you put, you divide yourself into three, and the top half would be one third of the fit, and the bottom half would be two thirds. It's just more pleasing in the eye 
rather than a 50-50. And then you could flip it as well. You could do two-thirds up top and one-third at the bottom. I don't know if you can kind of yeah. visualize that. I hope you guys can, but that's kind of how I look at uh, styling a lot of things. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So it's really once you got into like that phase uh, when I first met you, how did you initially right, begin going down this rabbit hole of more eccentric designs and uh, starting to, to find more like different designers, right? I know recently you did a YouTube video about, um, you know, is avant-garde going to be trending this year? And for a lot of people who are like looking at this, like how did you really transition into it? Yeah, I would say it starts from uh, a younger age. When I was younger, I was always a big emo kid. So obviously they yeah. wear a lot of black. So that was kind of an easier transition for me. Like I wore black a lot in the past. So why not go back to wearing all black again? It makes sense. So all black, that was already a part of me. So for the brands, I kind of just did my research into looking into them. So I'm a huge watcher of Sanji on YouTube and Greg Nator and Soy Raka. So they would say these brands and I would look them up. So for example, I would see this on TikTok and then I would look them up and then I would kind of see which style works for me. And that's when I kind of fell in love with that Yoji Yoji Yamamoto look, that drapiness, that flow, because it kind of hides your body and tricks people into thinking like, yo, what is he wearing? Like he's so, in my mind, like mysterious. So is he buff? Is he skinny? Is he jacked? Is Can he like right. lift a lot of weights or is he just skinny legs like XR? Does he have big buff legs like Friday? <laughs> Who knows? Like we don't know. Under... <laughs> <laughs> who knows what they're doing <laughs> so i love the mystery aspect of it so that's why i kind of fell in love with that um yoji yamamoto silhouette damn yeah i sorry nah, it's fine, sorry, didn't mean it's fine. To, uh, you're already under the bus there but i've I seen know, you in real life I'm, I'm, i know man i'm really tall <laughs> do you get a lot of do you get a lot of stares and like looks at um where you're at because you're in like a suburb right kind of like me yeah, I live in North Carolina, and I think it's just because of the location. If I was somewhere else, I wouldn't get a lot of looks. Like when I was in New York, and I was I met up with XR, and I was in K Town, uh, I looked completely normal. Oh, Down here, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, so there's not a whole lot of fashion scene here. Maybe a little bit of streetwear, but that's about it. So, I've had people ask, like, "What are you wearing?" Um, but no, nothing really negative. No one's going to come up to you and be like, yo, what, right. what is that? You know, like people aren't mean, mean in the South like that. So right, it's yeah. not bad. Yeah. That's kind of like a, not like a mid 2000s thing too, or like an early 2010s. People used to do that a lot. They'd be like, mm -hmm. what the fuck are you wearing, dude? And it's like, whoa, like chillax. Let me wear what I want. Yeah. Nobody does that anymore. I feel like, especially not in my area, uh, I don't know if you've never if you've ever been to the south. Like the people here are so nice. No, I haven't. Yeah. I'm up in uh, far right red <laughs> Ohio. Right. Okay. So I don't see any fashion over here. I see a bunch of old white people wearing like you know Wrangler and Ralph Lauren. There's no like you know. Yeah. There's no streetwear here or anything. Yeah, but that's good though, because then you kind of like stick out and it's a great uh, conversation starter. Oh, exactly, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think that's another thing too. With and we're gonna get into your kind of philosophy with content creation and how you kind of how you kind of your approach to content creation because I think it's really interesting and it's a good discussion that we can have but you know before we get there um you know I know that you do like to take a lot of your fit pics and stuff outside I know that I believe you have a tripod and stuff how do you balance like where you live in North Carolina um you know with your 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 style being very eccentric like how do you balance that when you're out in public taking fit pics um, are you ever uncomfortable by it? And I know it sounds like a stupid question, but I think a lot of guys actually struggle with that is like, do I have the enough confidence to take pictures of my outfits when I'm out? Yeah, for sure. Uh, when COVID started, which is when I kind of started, you know, shooting by myself, it was a lot harder because again, you're kind of scared to do it at first because you're going to be conscious of people's stares and stuff. So I would just say, the longer you do it, the more you stick to it. Kind of right. like with anything else, you know. If you're consistent with it, you're going to get used to it. You're going to feel a lot better. Um, but at first, man, I was nervous, dude. I would, I remember 
my first couple of fit picks, I would go into this empty parking lot and that's where I would take my picks because if I saw someone stare at me or look at me, like it would, I would start sweating. <laughs> like, oh my God, why is he looking at me? Like, what's, yeah, I started sweating, dude. Yeah, I got I did the hot. same thing. That's yeah, so funny. I'm like, bro, like, why are you looking at me? Like, stop, please. <laughs> I would wait until people like walk away. If they're like in the mall or something, I'd wait till there's exactly. nobody in the hallway and then I'd set up and everything. Yeah, now I do it. I, so I kind of have the same location for all of them, but it, it doesn't look like it, but it's right in front of the street and cars are driving by. Oh, really? People are just walking by and w- they'll look at you for like two seconds, two seconds, and they're never going to see you again. So it's if you can kind of get over that and you'll be golden. Oh, yeah, they'll forget too next day. Yeah, like, they're yeah. not going to remember who like, you know, <laughs> Aerostar Supreme is wearing the tight shirt with the skinny. Right. They're not going to remember that guy. People don't care either. Like, I feel like yeah, if you're in public care. wearing something eccentric or something, no one's going to like come up to you yeah. or no one's really going to care about yeah, what you're exactly. wearing. They'll look at you for two seconds and that's yeah, it. That's a good point. That's right. a good point. I think getting over the nerves is a big part. But um, excuse me. Sorry, I'm drinking a beer. Mm-hmm. So a little, little bit of carbonation in my, in my stomach. <laughs> faded but right um, nice. yeah, man. Yeah, th- those are all great points. Now, I think that segues perfectly into content creation i know you said you started posting more in the uh during the pandemic but really i think your content in the past year or so took a turn to be more comedic as your style became a lot darker and grittier and you know as your style became more avant-garde and there's like you know when people think of avant-garde fashion they think of yoji and rick they think it's very pretentious the 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 barrier to entry is very high it's very intimidating to think about those kinds of brands um, and not only that, you're fucking doing it through content that's fucking funny. So, like, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, you know, has it been difficult creating content for this style of fashion that I believe is inherently darker, right? Like, the philosophy is gritty, it's grungy. Um, and balancing right. that with content creation that is uh, very um, loose and very comedic. I don't think it's difficult. Obviously, when you first start out, it's kind of hard and you're going to make you're going to do some misses, like not a lot of. And I still miss. I do post but I'm like, dang, the next day, I'm like, why did I post that? And then, yeah, you'll do lots of misses and you just got to keep posting and post without expectation and just don't feel like, okay, I'm going to post. This is such a good reel it's definitely going to get like this much views. That's where people kind of shoot their foot with Mm. any content creation, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok. It's when you post with expectation because that's when it's not fun anymore. So as long as you stay consistent with it, and I know um, it kind of blew, I kind of got traction with the reels a little bit, but that was when reels was like starting to come up. If you're, if anyone is willing to, you know, give the time to post consistently and not look at the numbers, just keep posting. You will blow up on Instagram and on TikTok and YouTube. Like I know so many people who just post consistently good or bad content and they just blow up. One of your videos is going to blow and that's your gateway to like getting those followers. If you're into that, if that's what your goal is. I was about to ask, what's your, but you just answered the question, was what's your, like, key to growing on Instagram and TikTok and everything, but you just answered that, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, I would say if you really want to grow on the platform, Instagram, TikTok, or I guess, you, I'm kind of learning what to do on YouTube, so I YouTube, I'm not really too sure, but TikTok and Instagram, it's all frequency and quantity. Quality is, I don't think quality is needed because I've seen some accounts with uh, a lot of followers and they just post, 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 sometimes three times a day, twice a day, every day. It's just three times a day. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. On TikTok, you have to do a lot. I've found just posting a lot every day. A lot of those content creators with millions and millions of followers, they post three to five times a day. And um, oh, in terms of um, yeah, uh, in terms of, like the community you're trying to occupy, like I would say that well, well, first 
do you feel like the avant-garde fashion community is pretentious? And and if you do, and you feel like it, it, it's hard for people on the outside to get in, did you did you personally receive any pushback for your for your content because you weren't you know taking Yoji or whatever seriously as other people you know would would want you to? If that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think so, like with any form of fat like i'm sure there's pretentious streetwear people or sure there's pretentious like watch lovers out there so yeah i feel like there are but i've never met someone that's actually pretentious when it comes to the style that i like they may come off as off of as pretentious online like as jokingly but not like in real life like have um, you ever gotten pushback from your content or people saying like this guy isn't i don't know this guy isn't re- yeah Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's for, I I guess, any content creator. If you've been making content, let's say you post a reel every day. One of those reels is going to blow up. That one reel that blows up, you might find a guy that's just scrolling and he's like, dude, what the heck is this? This I didn't want this on my feed. So there, people are going to talk smack. Maybe they're in like social mm. shock that someone would wear something like this. I would say if you get a hater on one of your reels or one of your videos, that's a good sign because then the haters are going to start to pile up, give you more traction, and then it'll get you more views if that's what you're looking for. But again, you shouldn't expect that. Never expect to see, to blow up on views. Never expect it. Just post. You know, we're always like talking about reels as, as a way that Instagram has been pushing its algorithms to help creators um, are you seeing that too? Are you seeing that reels is, is what's being heavily pushed right now? And, and do you have a preference of posting reels versus fit pics? Yeah, I think it's 50, 50. Mm. I've seen people who just post reels and they grow. I know content creators who just post fit pics and they grow. So I think you could do either, you could do just reels. You could do just posts. You could do both as long as you have a consistent schedule. What kills a lot of people is they stop because they get bad views or bad likes and they, they're counting it. They're expecting something. That's what kills the, a lot of accounts. But you can do both. I've I seen see, people okay. grow with just fit pics. There's this guy. He posts a lot of Yoji fits. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys follow him. His name is Jay Joel. Unbelievable fit pics, dude. He just posts fit pics. No reels and nothing like that. Very consistent. I think he posts like three times a week. And now I think he's he's he keeps growing nonstop. Has he never had a, any kind of break or anything? He's been posting consistently for like the last year? Dude, he's been posting consistently for probably like two years. That I've oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Him. And he's gone from I think like 2000. I think he's at maybe 15. I don't know. He might be 20 wow. right now. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah I for sure thought the only way to grow was just reels because they're pushing reels so hard and yeah, i know I a bunch that... of people in like the saint laurent community were trying to post fit pics and they're getting like 100 likes max but then they yeah. post a reel and they get like four thousand likes mm. yeah it's, it's I, and i don't know the secret sauce because <laughs> i've seen people who just do one of the other and they're still growing yeah sometimes it feels right. like and I, yeah. I feel this way more on tiktok like on tiktok the gods just bless you one day and it can like completely change the course of your career on social media of course you know, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's a good segue to, to TikTok content. Have you found success in the fashion space, Miko, with TikTok content? Because I think a lot of people think of uh, fashion content, you know, Instagram being the sole place for that. Do you feel like TikTok is a good place to express that? Or do you still like, or do you feel like that's still going to live mostly on Instagram? Yeah, so I actually had to private my TikTok account in August. So I haven't been posting on TikTok but I do feel like if you want to do fashion, people get a lot more traction on TikTok versus Instagram. I feel like because I've seen people blow up completely on TikTok, posting three times, multiple times a day. And it's there's a lot more engagement because, let's be honest, guys, there's a lot more people on TikTok versus Instagram. Oh, 100%. So there's a lot more uh, Gen Zs on TikTok, and that means they're way more willing to a engage with your post or talk shit on your post. So, 
that just drives up the engagement even more. There's so many people who have so much followers on TikTok. Dude, I have a cousin with like a million followers. It's crazy. Everyone's <laughs> everyone's an influencer on TikTok. It's it's influencer culture. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but in terms of okay, so so we talked about content, we talked about, you know, your kind of approach to to fashion content. So like what's the end goal then, right? I think this is an existential question that Dylan and I talk about a lot. Um, and maybe you don't have goals, right? Like if somebody wants to build a platform uh, like you have or somebody wants to build an audience, you know, and they find success, I think it, it, it can be hard to find motivation to continue. So for you personally, like what keeps you motivated to create reels? Because you create a lot of fucking content, dude. Like let's be real. You, you're grinding a lot. How do you stay motivated? <laughs> yeah, I guess the end goal for me, and this is going to sound like really dumb. I really just want to show off the designers that i'm wearing mm. i didn't think i was going to even hit 10k and to be honest i've really slowed down my instagram here recently because i've been wanting to focus on more video youtube creation yeah um the fast paced lifestyle of it all tiktok and instagram is very overwhelming and it can easily take over aspects of your life so mm. I would definitely recommend people taking breaks if if they are a full-time or a part-time content creator. But for me, I really just want people to appreciate the brands that I wear. Mm. I had, and it just, you know, and if you just keep posting, you're going to blow up at some point if that's your goal. Um, but I really want to work on my YouTube, my editing skills, and just show people like, yo, there's this brand. He makes this stuff these particular shoes out of horse butt horse colada people in the avant-garde <laughs> community are so obsessed with horse butt so <laughs> yeah yeah i really just want to show off their work yeah that's yeah, funny. funny that is funny uh, uh i think of like when i wear my guidis and people are like dylan i don't know if you've gotten this but people are like yo what kind of leather is that and i'll tell them it's horse and they like freak out and but but then they want to know more about Dude, it, i told right? you the story i told you about that when i wore the python boots oh yeah <laughs> I had a girl come up to me and she was like, is that Python? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, you fucking killed a snake for that. And I'm like, I, I didn't do it. What, the, what are you yelling at me? Exactly. I'm just wearing it. Dude. It's culotto, okay? It, there's, there's scarring over here. Can't you see the scarring? Like people... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I find I find people <laughs> when you tell them that your boots are made of horse, they have a really hard time. Like they're like yes. they're like horse, but the horses are so they're so cute. Like like why would you wear a horse on your feet? And it's like I didn't kill the horse, <laughs> I promise. Um, As they're wearing a leather bag, yeah, no, something <laughs> their wallet. Yeah, exactly. But it's just horse, you know. Like people get have like this reaction. Um, but speaking of brands, dude, like I know you are a lot of Yoji. You've worn some Rick in the past. Um, if somebody's trying to like build an avant-garde wardrobe, wh like where do they start? What's a good place to start? And like, what are some initial pieces you should probably invest in to get you to get you started? Yeah, so I think a good thing to think about, even with if it's not avant-garde or anything, if you want to do a streetwear wardrobe or you want to do a menswear wardrobe, is your price point. So don't ever go for brands that you can't afford. Like, because when I was a college to all these expensive brands and then i couldn't kind of like get the look that i wanted <laughs> so <laughs> right. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with shopping secondhand or something that's been used so i greatly recommend doing that option i think i i don't know of any like fashion nerd that just buys full retail I, everyone that i know that at least that i'm friends with everyone is like super pro shopping secondhand so I would definitely suggest doing that and then build the trousers and the footwear first. Mainly the trousers. I would say a good two out of three, two to three pairs in rotation. Same with the boots. Work your way up to the tops, the shirts. Outerwear is always last because for me, I, it doesn't really get super cold over here in North Carolina. Maybe if you were in a different climate, maybe I would invest in a coat at some point, maybe faster. But... Uh, the outerwear for me is usually last just because of where I'm at. And then accessories and all that, I would invest in those last as well. Then you could go crazy, go on your fragrances if you wanted to. Mm. Because you can't just roll up in like full 
Saint Laurent and then you smell like a trash bag. You know what I mean? Like, Dylan knows all about literally that no, that's true. up to the function in Saint Laurent and smell like a trash bag. Oh dude, with my swamp ass. <laughs> I'll wash my jeans. Uh I do agree though with the fact that nobody buys retail. I don't know anyone who's ever bought something retail. I mean, yeah, unless you have money like that, but if you're dropping six thousand dollars on a jacket or something, I mean Yeah. More power to you, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know a lot of people who 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 spend retail, especially on um on like a little bit more like niche or designer luxury. Um so what are some of your favorite like what what was a good gateway avant garde brand for you to, to get into the space? Was there a specific brand that besides Yoji, because I know that's probably top of mind, but were there a couple brands that kind of helped you get into it initially? Yeah, I mean I I guess a lot of people might not think so, but Rick Owens, when well, I was starting to get into it, I was a huge fan. Yeah, I was a huge fan of Rick. I'm still a huge fan of Rick. Uh, I sold a lot of my Rick, though, so I don't wear a lot of him anymore. But man, because some of his stuff, especially Rick Dark Shadow, is very wearable mm. to just the common the common uh, enjoyer. And if they want to kind of upgrade it a little bit, a little bit. I would say Rick Owens Dark Shadow. It's not too offensive. Um, it's nothing too crazy. It's somewhat cheap secondhand. Yeah. You still have your kiss boots? I know. It's kind of basic. Uh, my answers are so basic. Uh, <laughs> kiss boots, yes, I do. Oh, I my God. Those are crazy. I mean, in a good way. Yeah. I could never pull those off. I can't do it. I think I you just... can't. I think a lot of people think they can't, but I think... I think you can, dude. <laughs> I, like, I like to try them on, but I, I don't yeah. think I can wear them out in public, like walking around and everything. I just don't think I have. Yeah. I have the confidence, but I don't have that kind of confidence. That's like a whole other level of confidence, which I don't have, which I envy you of having. Well, it's the same as taking the fit pick as we were talking about earlier. You know, the first time you wear it out, you're going to be scared. You're like, oh, my God, are people looking at me? And then oh, right, yeah. like a week, maybe you've been wearing him for a week or maybe you've been wearing him for uh, two weeks, you will get better at it. But the kiss boots, they're not an everyday shoe for me. Like, I don't know. I know some people who wear them every day. I can't do that because, man, they hurt my feet. And anybody, ask tells, they hurt, yeah. Yeah, anybody that tells you, oh, my God, boots are so uncomfortable, they're full of crap, dude. Boots hurt my feet. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's because my feet are flat, but I've never had a really, really, really comfortable pair of boots besides from my PO2s. Really? You, you wait. Really, your PO twos are comfortable? Fuck, man, mine were so uncomfortable. I think it's because I, dude, I, I wore, yeah, I wore them uh, hanging out with you. I walked twenty miles in those <laughs> in New York. Twenty miles. I hung out with you. Remember, I was wearing them in the snow and I was slipping yeah, yeah. all over they the place. They have like kind of a high heel. I think it's because I got the sizing wrong. But <laughs> man, it just goes to show that the things that we put ourselves through for fucking clothes is, especially boots. It's when you really think yeah. about it, it's pretty fucking stupid, honestly. Oh, yeah. All my all my leather shoes hurt me. It's just for the pain, yeah. for the drip, I guess. <laughs> all, I can agree with that. The drip. Might hurt me too. Um, so I know that recently you and I were talking about that your your style is actually evolving a little bit, and you're kind of maybe going away from the OG a little bit and moving into some other brands like John Alexander Skelton. Um, so like, walk us through that. Like, why are you? deciding to upgrade your wardrobe and how did you come to the decision that you wanted to do that um i wouldn't necessarily say upgrade because i think it's just comparing apples to oranges yog and then the mm. other brands so i think what is happening is i am it's just human nature to get bored yeah. and that kind of i just i'm somewhat bored with the looks that i'm pulling off so I'm kind of going through another uh, wardrobe revamp, so to say. So I'll just be selling some of the Yoji that I have, make a bunch of money off of that, and then go buy a complete new wardrobe. So right now I'm starting from scratch. I uh, picked up a couple of pairs of trousers and then go on to shoot footwear and then make my way back up again. So I will be selling some of my pieces I'll definitely hit you guys up. <laughs> Damn, okay. Um, what what is what are kind of the looks you're going for right now? Like I know you said that you're gonna be changing up some stuff like boots, outerwear. Like is there is there a particular fit pick that you can point us to 
um that you can send me on instagram so i can send people in the chat like of of a particular style you're yeah. going for of course uh there's this guy he lives in canada um his name is tyler i will definitely link it to you guys and then another influencer his name is bailey um very popular oh, on bailey, tiktok yeah. um some bailey oh, of course he wears a lot of paul harnden um so is tyler so I've been kind of trying to go for my wardrobe to be in that realm of Paul Harnden, you know, Skelton, Joffrey B. Small, uh, mm. Elena Dawson mm. type look. And I guess for people who don't know, that's kind of like an S. You kind of look like an 1800s uh, mailman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to describe but that's, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it looks like. I mean, to be honest with you. But very uh, antique linen mm. base, very um, somewhat of a, I would say, casual menswear, to put it plainly. Um, but it's a bunch of textures, different textures, and then, I guess, artisanal stitchings and all that. It's very nerdy, very pretentious. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I think it's great. I used to have a John Alexander Skelton piece, and he's absolutely great. Um, yeah. Yeah, no um so guys in the in the audience right now if you guys have any questions please leave them in the fashion talk channel and then we can answer them uh right here for you guys but to give you guys time to ask some questions um you know i, I wanted to talk about a little bit about kind of um i, I don't want to say your outlook or philosophy on fashion but i know you're really big on making sure that silhouettes and proportions are right um would you ever get into styling and do you like styling and how do you think like men should think about proportions? Yeah, I think proportions are, so I have a very proportion based styling, if that makes sense. Like I always want to make sure that the lines look right on body because if it doesn't, then because I'm really short. So if the lines don't look right, it makes me, look even shorter so i'm really keen on looking into that so i would say it's very it's not i mean it's easy for me because i've been looking at it for a while but if you just look at the rule of thirds all of your fits would look perfect just make sure the top half is consistent of a third of your body and then the lower half is two thirds or flip it um not a lot of people can pull off the 50 50 look unless you're just tall and you're a tower like XR, then you're completely fine with 50-50. Or if you have a perfect physique like Dylan, then 50-50 is fine. But for someone like me, I'm kind of blocky. I look like a refrigerator. I would say proportion-based styling. Really. Like an LG. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I look like a block, dude. Like a mind. You, you got the screen in it, though, right? You want yeah. those high-end ones. <laughs> exactly. Double man. door exactly <laughs> um no that, that that's good advice um i know you said you're gonna be also focusing on youtube content more like wh what what about youtube has kind of caught your attention and what kind of content should we should people expect from you on youtube lots of uh just reviews mm. on clothes and uh some style tips just the basic stuff some avant-garde style tips and yeah just the basic, normal YouTube, mainly style tips and reviews. Maybe a little bit of uh, opinion over here. Maybe a little bit of <laughs> opinion and some clickbait, oh, yeah. like every YouTuber does. Um, I might put a picture of XR, so people will be like, whoa, whoa, XR. Dude, if I put your face, my click-through rate is going to be 100%. <laughs> Who's not going to click on your face? Uh... <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> mainly a lot of tips, for the most part. You gotta do because pickups too. That brings in the views. Oh, of course. For some reason, people love pickups. But I want to focus on tips because I really want to share and help people out. Yeah. Are there a lot of other like avant-garde creators on YouTube? Because I feel like there are some who make like the off video here and there reviewing a like a fucking CCP piece or something. But I don't really see like a consistent like niche of avant-garde fashion creators on YouTube. And maybe I just don't know. There are a couple that I follow, um, some good ones. Um, 
and Carl Serrating mm-hmm. is a good one. David is a good one. He's a big uh, CCP kind of Paul right. Harden Boris guy. There's a lot of people on there, but they don't pop up a lot. Like they don't post that much, and because it's hard to post consistently, um, unless that's your full time job. But there are definitely some people out there, and it's growing. I, every time I go on YouTube, like people pop up on my recommendation because i think xr was telling me like dude there's so many people on youtube now and it's kind of getting watered down and yeah i mean i Mm. I would say he's kind of right a lot of people are getting on there so many people and like i've said earlier it's it's influencer culture right now dude everybody wants to be an influencer everybody has 50k on tiktok like you have 13 year old kids with accounts that have millions of followers it's crazy it's so easy to to show yourself on social media now it's so much more different than it was five ten years ago even five years ago it was completely different there was only a few people at the top especially on youtube like any kind of content creation was there was no tiktok there was no big twitter well i guess there's twitter accounts but there was no big instagram accounts but nowadays, it's like everyone's got 10, 20, like you were saying, 10, 20, 30K mm-hmm. on any platform. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's um, mm-hmm. it's one of those things, too, where oversaturation feels like it can it can be a little tough to navigate. I think sometimes you feel like, well, if everyone's doing it, then maybe it's not special, you know? And I feel like when it comes to content creation, you always have to navigate, especially on social media. Um, you have to stay grounded in what you really want to do because it's so easy to see, you know, why does this 14-year-old kid have millions of followers, uh, millions of likes, but my content, you know, as an adult isn't doing X, Y, and Z, right? And I feel like it's so easy to get in your head of that kind of stuff. Um, But it's all about, you know, being grounded um, for sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, that pretty much wraps up all the questions I had. Dylan, do you have any lingering questions you wanted to ask? I wanted to ask one question was, what was it? Let me forget. I literally forgot. Oh, is there any gatekeeping in that avant-garde space? Because I know there is in the St. Laurent world, especially following to 13, like any specific seasons from any of the brands that you follow? Is there a lot of gatekeeping? Like there is where Hyder and St. Laurent. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I I, I remember uh, DMing people in the avant-garde community on IG, like trying to get hold of certain things or asking people where they're from or where they got that certain piece or where I could possibly find something like that. And... It would just say, oh, I just paid full retail or, oh, I, which I know is who does that. No one does that. So. No, yeah, it's bullshit. They were lying. <laughs> they were for yeah, sure so, lying. I've, I've had my yeah. fair share of that too. So, okay. It's the same <laughs> so, thing. Yeah, I guess, yeah, everyone gets it, whether it's avant-garde or um, kind of that chic style or emo style <laughs> like what XR has. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> everybody's Do you got get it, you? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> hey let's keep it real here i will let's keep it real answer the question yeah let's keep it real let's keep it real i've gate keep i've gate kept a little bit no I bro honest, i have no. i have what did you gate kept tell us what did you gate keep, have, bro? uh well sometimes i will gate keep there's some people on this group chat that i'm in and they would ask me hey like where can i get this where can i get this and i'm also looking for it so if i'm looking for something that you're looking for as well i'm not gonna tell you <laughs> Bro, okay. <laughs> nah, I do that too. Yeah, see, exactly. Like, if, if we're looking for the same coat and you're asking me what websites I look for, I'm not going to tell you. God damn. Because I want No, I, yeah, you know what? You know what? That is true. I've done that. <laughs> I, I will admit to doing that too. God. I did damn. that recently with, some, with the vintage shirt. Yeah. Some guy was looking for it and, and <laughs> he was like, You know where to get this? And I already had it. I'd bought it on this one website. And I was like, Nah, man, I have no idea where that's from. And then. <laughs> He sent me the link. He's like, hey, did you buy this? And I'm like, nah, man, I've never seen that before yeah. in my life. I wonder who bought that. I need to hit him up. Because you guys are slimy for sure. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. You got to get these pieces. I'm going to let you know hey, right bro. now. Here, I've never gay kept anything in my life. XR. That's why you don't got drip, dude. <laughs> Ripless. Oh, my God. I, bro. Hey. Are you dry? Dude, when I, if, well, people are listening. I'm not a douche to XR. Like, I, this is just how I show... Uh, my friendship to any to all my friends really um yeah so uh, <laughs> it becomes oh you're hilarious hopefully people are not thinking like yo this dude's a douche 
you're always clowning me in the in the channels bro it's so always funny. always man. um okay one... but yeah if someone is looking for a website of some sorts and they're looking for the same thing that i'm looking for yeah i'm gonna gatekeep you yeah, good luck <laughs> yeah hey. but if something if it's something that if like if it's a guy that say hey where can i get this or where can i buy something like this and yeah i'll tell you hey man i'll that's the only time i've ever gatekeeped Hey, at least you're honest about it. Um, a couple of uh, uh, last-minute yeah. <laughs> fun questions. What are your thoughts on the Richie Lee, uh, Rick Owens Berlin, Berlins? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I used to follow Richie. Bro, Lee me back too, in the day. bro. <laughs> I used to love his. I loved his stuff. Yeah. I mean, he had like that fear of God look. I, I loved he it. He went. Man. He went from Jerry Boy to like the Travis Scott look. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a huge, all, all those guys, what was that podcast they did? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it was like him and uh, his buddies. I love that yeah, podcast. Bro. Yeah, Um, But yeah, he, I think there's so much stuff out there that all these clothes are starting to look the mm. same. Like, I, I, every, every time I look online, like, I would see reps for everything, oh, yeah. things that just look the same. Dude, those, those greedy reps that you man, sent, man. Yeah, aren't those crazy? I just saw those yesterday. Immediately thought of XR because I know he'd be wearing reps like that. <laughs> um, oh my god, that's, that one was good. <laughs> Always wearing reps. That's why your uh, Guidi zippers are ripping, bro. They're reps. Yeah, you should make an actual YouTube channel for all your rep pickups. <laughs> they probably are reps, to be honest. I'd subscribe. But I mean, I'm never gonna make fun of you for uh, wearing something like that if you actually like the pant. My brother wears a lot of minimal. I don't roast him. Well, I lie. I do roast him, but I mean, it's all he wears minimal. No shit. It's it's cool. Like if my brother does. Yeah, he's he's a young guy. He just graduated from college. Like it's all good. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just where he's at in life. I'm sure as he gets older, he'll start to get more into. Maybe he doesn't care about fashion. Like. Some people just don't care, bro. Some people who watch Richie Lee since the, the um the days of the Jerry Boy, and they see those pants, they've never heard of Rick Owens before. They'll be like, "Oh, those pants are fire!" Like, yeah. So, like, it's a lot of sneakerheads that do that. They really only care about sneakers, and that's it. They don't care about the top half, the two thirds half. They only care about the one third, which is the, the shoes. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, obviously, to us, it's funny because that's what we're into. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it, like it takes me back to a time where I was really big on like you know Richie Lee and shit, and um, you know, and and now I think you're right, dude. I think the problem is that a lot of stuff is starting to look the same. Like even um, one thing I'm noticing, I'm seeing a lot of brands come up on Instagram, and they're all following like the Balenciaga super moody, super emo, baggy kind of aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, this is like a lot of these brands are doing the same shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. My hot take on that would be like a lot of these YouTuber brands, I feel like they're almost as expensive as the real thing that they're trying to like either rip off or one to one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, why would you buy that and not just buy the actual thing just in a used conditioner for a little bit cheaper? Obviously not full retail, but you don't need to buy the YouTuber one where you can't even sell it after when you're done with it. If you get bored, if that's not your style right. anymore. Yeah, it, it's a good point. And yeah. actually, we got into this in the Discord a couple of days ago. People were asking like, um, they're talking about like Vujade prices or something. It's like how, or or Commonware, how it's like luxury prices. And and my argument was that well, they're luxury prices because it's a luxury brand. And I think that people like associate their boys on YouTube like, oh, this guy like Ken's my boy, so like he's not gonna overcharge me. But that's just bullshit. Like these guys are trying to make the bag too, mm-hmm. and they're gonna charge whatever the fuck they want to make sure that they make money. And a lot and like. Dude, a lot of these YouTuber brands are like more expensive than some designer stuff. Like Commodore's jackets are fucking insanely priced, bro. And I'm thinking like this is mm-hmm. more expensive than like some designer stuff that I see. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I've seen that too. Yeah, what, weren't they like eight hundred dollars plus? Yeah, something like that. It's crazy. What's your guys' take on all these people with brands like YouTube brands? So many brands right now that are out. They're popping out left and right. I, I know. It's, they're oversaturated. Yeah. Um, a little oversaturated. Yeah, same with the content creation. But I, I do think mm-hmm. that there are some good ones. Like, I know, I don't know. I, I know, like, I I really like Somar by Owen Hyatt. I do. Um, I know it's, like, super minimal. I know that there's some designs he's ripped in the past from other stuff. Um, like, the vest he did is super, super, like, similar to the CCP vest. I know some mm-hmm. people had issues with that, but... 
I mean, I, I, I kind of do like Somar, dude. And I don't know if it's just because it's pretty simple. It's like a uniform. You know, he calls, Owen calls his brand like a uniform supplier. But there are some that I like, man. I, I do like, um, I do like Somar. Um, I wasn't a fan of Vujade's latest collection. Um, I'm really, I really like Bare Knuckles, although I, you know, I haven't really, you know, Bare Knuckles today is a lot different than it was when it first started. When it first started, it was super grungy. Now it's a lot more Western, so it's not really my style, but I still love Bare Knuckles as a brand. Um, there's a couple I like, but I think I'm in agreement with Dylan. It's really oversaturated, and I think that oversaturation actually makes it harder for other people to want to do it, because, like, I want to make clothes at some point. I talk to my brother about it all the time. Like, I would love to make clothes, but the one thing that holds me back is like, mm -hmm. well, what the fuck can I do that's different than everybody else? Because I feel like it's all it's all being done right now, you know. Mm -hmm. um, have you thought about actually? This is, this is a good question that we could probably end on. Have you thought about creating clothes, and is that something that you would do down the future? In the future, I think if you were asked me that a long time ago, then yes, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm. I feel like, like you said very saturated and too much people are doing it yeah. <laughs> i think it's just i don't have a creative mind like that also like i you asked me this before like dude are you interested in like the artisanal aspect of clothes like the history and i flat out told you dude xr i'm just a hype beast <laughs> i just like the brands and i just like the name and i'm not ashamed of it that's i just like yeah, the name man, man. <laughs> I like that horse butt on my it's feet. Like, uh, it's like Dylan. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> you know, as long as it's Saint Laurent, it's Saint Laurent. That's what matters, right, Dylan? That's all that matters. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And as long as I'm it's reps and next will wear it. That's all that matters. Does <laughs> it pay prices? As long as it's reps, I'm gonna wear it. Um, okay, okay. Oh, for real, for real. Last question. Um, recent pickups. Uh, anything that you picked up recently? And the second part of that question. Any any regrets that you've made from big designers that you bought? Dylan, go ahead, man. You want me to go first? Okay. Um, recent pickups. Um, let's let me think. I picked up a few bleach tees and a hoodie nice. recently. That was a lot of money. But then I bought this. I think I showed you. I might not have showed you X. Sorry. What was the uh, Donkey Kong or the Diddy Kong shirt? The repair oh, shirt no, from 1995. No, no, no. I show you that. Very cool. Oh yeah, it's yes, yeah, dude. It's super cool. I love the history behind it and everything. But I picked that one up. I paid a fucking bag for it. I had to pay up heavy for it. And then literally three hours ago, I have the text here I can show you guys. My friend sent me a picture of him saying, hey, man, I found the shirt you wanted. It's only 400 bucks. Do you want it? And I'm like, dude, I paid like triple that minimum. And so that, that's my biggest regret right now is paying up for that shirt when I shouldn't have. I should have just waited. But I was so impatient like three months ago when I bought that. Damn. Um, yeah, wow. I... I think it's I think it's fucking hilarious that the last time we recorded Dylan, you literally told me that you weren't gonna buy anything this year, and within a couple of weeks, you already caved in. So, <laughs> dude, I know, uh, I know. Well, I'm I'm on this like binge right now of just buying vintage shirts. I want to get all my all the stuff that I want in regards to vintage, like anime shirts, video game shirts, Pokemon, Sonic. I'm trying to complete my whole like collection, and I'll be done with it. Any uh, uh, recent pickups and, and regrets? I guess regrets right now. We were just talking about it. The Kiss Boots. Damn, I really? don't wear them that much. They hurt my feet. I wear them for a couple of hours and they hurt. <laughs> so I think it was cool, but I'm going to sell those. I know talk to XR about selling those, but you know how you like look at it and you're like, I'm going to sell it. And then you're like, nah, nah, nah. And then you're like, I'm going to sell it. So that's kind of <laughs> where I'm at right now. Because I do want right. to break it out more. But I will tell you, every time I break him out, my girlfriend is like, you wearing those. That's a lady boner killer. So every time I put him on, that's just what I think about. So not that <laughs> really? I'm trying. A lady, not that I'm, a lady not, boner killer? Not Actually, that I'm trying wow. to impress girls with fits. Because, you know, you're all, it's all about impressing yourself. But <laughs> And the boys. And the boys, exactly. But yeah, I just don't think they're very they're if they were comfortable, I would keep them. Um, but they're not for me. How, how are you on letting things go from your wardrobe? Because I get really attached to stuff and I can't let stuff go. Oh, for sure. There's some that I've that I keep that I can't 
let go. And then there's some where like, all right, I'm just going to sell. I'm just going to sell it. And then if someone I've sell it to like friends and stuff, but like something like that, something that I paid a good amount for, I'm kind of like hesitant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. And, um, for pickups, I just got these Paul Harden trousers. Um, I think they're sick. I paid super steel for them. And the only reason I got them for a good steal is because the guy didn't have the braces for it. So what's steel, bro? What's, what's, what's the steel? Come on. Ooh, it's like that. 500. That is not a steal. <laughs> 500. Bro, that's so 500 much. for like 800 or a thousand dollars. It's about a rolly for 32 grand. And he's saying that's not a steal. Bro. That's a steal. This dude dropping money. That's any- right. <laughs> Talk to any guy buying Paul Harden secondhand. Gosh. No one's going to buy him for 500 <laughs> God But damn. hey, dude, I sold a lot of stuff to get that. So it's not like I'm not rich. I just sold more stuff to buy it. You know what I mean? Right, right. And that, that's just how people get their clothes. Like people think guys who wear full rig are rich. Like they've sold a lot of stuff to get that. And it's just yeah. a, a cycle of wardrobe building. You build a wardrobe, you get tired, you sell that stuff, and then you build it up again. Yeah, How much yeah, are those absolutely. pieces that you usually buy? Uh, like the Paul, whatever the brand was, Paul McCartney? Paul whatever, what was it? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them, let me, uh, and they're very hard to find. So I kind of look at some websites here and there. A lot of the websites here in the U.S. will go for like a thousand. Obviously, like you could lowball them. Um, the pants, the sites in Japan are a lot cheaper. Mm. Have I have found it's just kind of they sell out so fast. So it's kind of like one of those things where I'm checking constantly, not like check, like trying to buy something. I just like keep my eye on it. And if it's there, then I'll buy it. If it's someone sold, then it just wasn't meant to be. So I'll just like check here and there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I did that for my, um, Alexander skeleton piece i just ended up checking mm-hmm. a couple sites and i got it for a steal yeah, but yeah. um yeah in terms of my recent pickups i haven't really bought anything um regrets though um recent not regrets. buying the borough yeah well i mean yeah not buying the capital borough hey which, i might do that borough did did i look good in the he's just sleeping really... he's in bed the whole time i linked did. you the borough dude it's on the chat oh did you oh yeah you did actually wait did you Oh, we know the minimal bora. Minimal. <laughs> minimal. <laughs> you do. You slept on that. Come on, just cop it. That's a steal, yeah. bro. Brother wore that. <laughs> so, your brother would wear the the minimal boro. Um, uh, no, yeah, I regret not buying the boro. But in terms of stuff that I regret recently, man, I don't know. I haven't really bought anything recently. Um, actually, you're have, saving uh, up for the tornadoes, aren't you? Yeah, actually, I am. I, I do want a pair of tornadoes really, mm. really bad. Um, that'll probably be my next big, big purchase, uh, to be honest. But yeah, I haven't really bought anything recently, which has been kind of good. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much all the questions I had. I think I had another one that kind of slipped my mind right now. Um, but yeah, um, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We've been recording for almost a fucking hour now. Um, time flies. Um it's been it's been an absolute blast. We're gonna post this. I'm gonna post this uh, tomorrow morning on on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, um, which will be great. And then um, yeah, we should 100% do this again sometime. But Dylan, any closing remarks, shout outs, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, sh- no. I mean, besides shout out to the listeners listening right now in the audience. Thank you guys for coming and being a part of this. Hell this yeah. first experience. This is cool. We should do this more often for sure. Yeah, actually, yeah, we should do this more often. I'm 100% down to do this uh, a lot more often, maybe even like bi-weekly or something. Um, to the Friday Night Boy, man, any shout-outs, things you want to say before we get the hell out of here? Yeah, just shout-out to you guys. Uh, like I said, I'm a big fan, so I'm definitely sweating uh, talking to you guys still. <laughs> so, But yeah, shout-out to every to you and Dylan. Like, I love the work that you guys are doing, and thanks you, thank, thank you for all the guys that were listening. So. Absolutely. And uh, to everyone listening on Spotify, after I post this right now, thank you guys for, for tuning in. Yeah, guys, we're going to do this again soon. Once again, as always, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Retail Therapy Podcast. 
I am changing around the second room in my apartment to a somewhat studio type of workspace. So uh, I'm going to be filming some YouTube content for retail therapy. Dylan's going to be involved in that. It's going to be great. Um, so yeah, a lot of things to come this year. We're going to be grinding, doing a lot more work. Um, you know, really appreciate everyone here, but until then I appreciate the time. Thank you all for stopping in and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.